just want to welcome you to the Made for More podcast. Back with Josh. What is up? Glad and to be back. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. This week's question. Um, again, I ended up taking a few of the ideas that came to us and honing them down into one one question that we can unpack in different spheres. Mm-hmm. And the question is, uh, how do you begin to make Christian community? I mean, that's it. So mm-hmm. the sermon from last week talked about us needing to lean into that selflessness, the creating of Christian communities and how important that is. And what do you do when your workplace is not Christian mm-hmm. and you want to model or help make it more Christ-like? Yeah. What do you do even in your like Christian small group? So if you're in a small group or a D group with people yeah. and you're like, gosh, it feels so surfacey and I wish it was deeper. Right. What can you do to help make that more like Christ? Yeah. Uh, maybe even in your home as a parent. Mm. And so that's the question. How do you make Christian community? So let's take some of these and just start working through them. That's good. Uh, let's talk initially uh, about like tactics. So independent of whether it is in, uh, so like at a, I think broad level. Right. So in whether it's at a secular place or yeah. in the church, what is the big idea activity that we do to help usher Christian community in. Does that make sense? Yeah, like what what are practices what that are we do? What are the practices that we do? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if I think of an ideal Christian community, I'm thinking of kind of the Trinity, like as yeah. the most prime example, or a group of people who are really loving one another, delighting in one yeah. another, sharing joy, sharing peace, really a peaceful environment, yeah. um, are there for one another. I think a lot of us, when we think of Christian community that we would desire. Yeah. We're thinking of people who would be there for us. And uh, you talked last Sunday a lot about commitment and uh, people who would be committed. And if we're in a difficult season, they would uh, stand by us or be right. there for us. You know, so th- those are maybe some of the things that come into our minds right. when we're talking about what a great Christian community would look like. Yeah. You, I mean, and like, it, it is important to pause and just admit that we long for intimacy at a level that is risky. Right. Yeah. Like you, you can't have intimacy. You can't have real intimacy without there being real risk. Right. Right. I, I've heard defined a lot. Vulnerability is defined as the ability of someone else to be able to actually hurt you. Yeah. And uh, I know Brene Brown and a lot of others would say vulnerability is the birthplace of connection. Like that's yeah. the place where you can connect with people. Right. So yeah, it's a risky place. That's right. And so, I mean, like texts that come to mind, you know, I think of the first John 3, 16 through 18, which we talked about last mm-hmm. Sunday. If you haven't listened to the sermon, you definitely need to leading into these to this question. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the scripture, by this, we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought yeah. to lay down our lives for our brothers. Yeah. And like, I mean, the initial thought is, what is the this? How do we know love? Right. It's sacrifice. Right. I I am going to make myself vulnerable. Yes. Um, real vulnerability. Right. That really does cost me something, mm. uh, but it lets it lets people in, and I and it does make me think. Then too, I think what people wish they could have is real intimacy with no vulnerability. Right. Yeah. 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 And it it seems like that could be possible as we look on. 
other people's stories or like you've referenced before we look at the movie lord of the rings and we're like wow these you know tight bond we look at harry potter and all these different friendships that people develop and we want that but what might not automatically come to our minds is the difficulty the amount of vulnerability the amount of um problems that had to be worked through to to have a community like that right and you think like at the at the kind of meta level of the bible you know the meta level of the bible the bigger picture you have the examples of love being displayed right. so like what's the prime example in scripture of love on display mm-hmm. oh, yeah jesus yeah on, on the, the cross, cross. yeah for <laughs> literally sure. the cross total sacrifice um and so the question if the question is how can i display christian love right there's no way to do it without vulnerability. Yeah. Um, and, and then the crazier part of this is sometimes Christian love is displayed even brighter mm-hmm. when it is costing you something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what's coming to my mind is just extreme stories of like missionary because he was an abolitionist. I think he was hung on this tree and uh he actually lived and then he met later the people who had hung him and you know he wasn't bitter towards them and i think they ended up getting saved um he's a, a wesleyan dude it's back crazy in the, back in the day and you, yeah you, you do wonder so the doing good the way we've talked about love even in the previous messages and the way i taught it to my kids is you know love is doing good unto another independent of their ability to reciprocate right, right? so yeah. it's not a business deal I'm going to do good to you independent Mm -hmm. of whether you deserve it or you can even do it back. Right. Um, And so in your, at at a grand level, you know, by this, we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so the world ought to see how we do vulnerability and go, whoa, that's different. Yeah, that's right. And instantly i think our minds go to yeah everybody needs to do that for for me and i want to be in an environment like yeah, that i want to be on the receiving end of this yes we all want to be on the receiving end but there is definitely something to be said about just the time and commitment that goes into building environments like that that's right um and i and i think that you you know you can start uh, like so, maybe at a secular. If you're in a secular environment, mm-hmm. and um, and you want to display the love of Jesus, your vulnerability maybe isn't necessarily. You're starting with like you know dumping all of your right. issues out on your right. non-Christian coworker, right. but maybe you allow your non-Christian coworker to see you being generous. Like like right. there's a bonus, and right. everybody on your team got a big bonus. Yeah. And uh, and you allow your teammates to see, yeah. not for bragging rights, yeah. though it could be interpreted that way, yep. but for them to see, I sacrifice this bonus for the good of another, yeah. um, and it's going to cost yeah. me something. Yeah. So that could be like a lesser vulnerility, yeah. but you're displaying a selflessness, yeah. um, and then the why behind it. Yep. I, I, I think in our culture, because it's not you know 50 years ago and our society is not as... Um, you know, church-centric or Christ-centric. Yeah. Like, it's it's kind of Christians are a little to the, to the side in our culture. I think it's actually a vulnerable act to show your faith. So it yeah. even has been for me in different ways. I've, I've had a lot of um, regular contact with non-Christians. And for me, it's vulnerable to even show ways that I'm Christian. Like, I, I don't actually 
participate in that yeah because it makes you feel weird that's a vulnerability yeah it is and like or even being willing to read the bible in front of people it makes you feel weird your pride i've done that on a plane before and i felt so weird and vulnerable because i'm like i'm seen as a bad person for doing this yeah you so like you take it to the high school like one one of these literally was a high school student that wrote a variant of that question Mm -hmm. you are vulnerable with your social status yeah you know so i'm i'm not going to participate in certain jokes right um i you know whatever i might you know read my bible at lunch or i'll be friends with people who aren't cool right i'll sit with the person who's all by themselves right you know so you're going to be vulnerable with your social status Mm -hmm. with being cool or uh but you're going to make on display a selfless charity for the benefit of another yes yeah those are little ways even in the secular world that you can begin to you know put on display you yeah. know, the charity of God and model it. Yeah. The other thing is expect them to not respond right. Right, for sure. I mean, they will not. Re- the, the, yeah, people don't know how to uh, kind of deal with uh, yeah. things that are countercultural. That's right. So expect, I mean, if you lay, if you're in high school and you lay your social pride on the mm-hmm. line, you know, or in your workplace, you you show that vulnerability, mm-hmm. you know, of generosity with a bonus or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, when you lay those demonstrations of Christ-like selfless love out there, expect your high school peers to not receive it right. Right. Um, it doesn't mean you failed. Yeah. You're planting those seeds of what real love looks like, real generosity, yeah. benefit of the, you know, of the not cool, whatever it is. Yeah, I've heard another kind of framework for thinking about this. Tim Keller talks about it in terms of power. So um, the way that we display Christ-likeness and build a Christian culture is what we do with power. And so each of us have degrees of power. And sometimes, you know, if you're the leader in an organization or you're supervising a lot of people, then you have, you know, that level of organizational power. Or sometimes you just have influence uh, by your person and who yeah. you are in that organization. But what we do with that can clearly define, you know, a, a Christian environment or a non-Christian environment. That's because right. we're always using power so that others are benefited. Right. And it's like we, we talk about uh, two things. One, power literally could be a high school student that has the power to choose to go sit with the Down syndrome yeah. kid on the opposite yeah, side of the room. Yeah, their influence, yeah. You don't have the power to change what's cool at right. your high school, right? but you do have the power to lay down your social pride yes. and to go sit with the Down syndrome kid or whoever yes. it is yeah. um, that's the outcast yep. and be kind to them. Yes. And so you are laying down your yeah. risk, you know, yes. that vulnerability yeah. and using whatever power you have, even if it's small, yeah. to display love. Yes, I think it's good for us to recognize too um, when... We are faithful with little things. Very often, God gives us more. So sometimes, as we are faithful with those things, just our influence, just our presence, God will allow us to be in positions of organizational power where we can then um, benefit those um, who we are supervising and working with, and and we can actually display it more. That's right. Because, like, you, you go back to even that text, you know, we lay down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But then verse 17 is just so tactical. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need. Right. So high school student walking into a lunchroom, you just look around. Yeah. Who is in need? Yeah. 
right? You know, um, this could even be true in Christian contexts, right? right? So when you walk in the church, I mean, do you only go to church whether you feel like it or are you going to church aware of the needs of other people or who you might encourage? I I think it's worth it again, sorry. I think it's worth it to recognize that the culture has tried to program um, people to lay their faith at the door and go into their organization. And that is ridiculous. Like there's really no way that you can do that. Um, that basically just means they want you to be secular, yeah. um, which is kind of a faith of its own. They want you to have that faith system rather right. than a Christian faith system. So I think we don't even function by that premise that we're going to lay our faith at the door. Instead, we are going to think through the lens of Christian. And so if there's someone in need, you know, we're, we're going to offer what we can you know, to help them. That's right. In fact, the the question, one of, one of them here, uh, it literally says, I feel as if I'm two different people. Right. Like I'm beginning to get this right. in, in the Christian idea and mm-hmm. ideal. But when I go back to my secular environment, yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to be somebody else. Yeah. And, and really, in all honesty, the first step in bringing Christian community to that is you overlap those worlds. Yes. Okay. Can I give a tiny framework for this? Yeah. So a framework for like spiritual warfare. So disordered ideas Mm -hmm. or messed up false ideas that play to our own selfish desires that get normalized in community. Yeah. So a way that Christians have talked about this is the word stronghold. So a stronghold is kind of a community of people that all function in a way that is not good. Right. So it, it is like a vacuum that it pulls us into that way that is not good. But when we are able to see it and the Holy spirit helps us to live differently, we can live almost awkwardly, and yeah. differently in the midst of a a group of people who are not living that way. Yeah, yeah. The, there, well, and I, I the, that old song, you know, this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah. The the truth is, many Christians want to find a light. Yes. You have to be the light. Right. Um, yep. And it can be awkward. And it's going to be awkward in yeah. a dark place. Yep. It's going to be awkward. Yep. In fact, a lot of the cards. I shouldn't say a lot. A, a few of the cards that came in were making that statement even about like their small group. Right. You know, I wish my small group would a brighter Christian community yes. light. Yeah. And the fact that that's great that they say that, but the way one of the cards in particular, the way it was worded was missing the point. Right. Um, I'm not asking you if you notice that there's darkness. Right. I'm asking you, will you ignite a light? Yeah. Wherever you at. Yeah. In whatever level of power you have, yes. will so, you ignite the light? Yes. So maybe an example of what that could look like is, I mean, I've been in environments where someone is maybe being made fun of behind their back. Right. And the gravitational pull of that environment is to either say nothing and be like, oh, or to join in, you know, yeah. and, and that's just a gravitational pull of gossip. And a lot of workplaces, you know, have that. Oh, man. So the recognition and the prayer is, Holy Spirit, empower me not only to see this difference, but to awkwardly say, you know, I'm not going to participate in those things or to walk away when needed or to actually defend a person like, you know, I really love that person. I think they have a lot to offer. And that's just one example. There's so many. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I I do think that the... uh, the hunger uh, so people that wrote cards and they see the dissonance mm-hmm. you know so instead of just doing life 
right kind of blind to the disconnect of yeah. their christian forming yes. heart and the world yep. that they're living in i want to I want to thank the Lord, and I want to be grateful for the fact that you see the dissonance. Yes, that's a work of God. That's, that's a, that is, yeah. It's the scene. I yeah. mean, which, uh, in fact, I mean, people Evidence. talk about the first one of the first things of revival is, yeah, you know, the the aha moment, mm-hmm. the whoa, am I? I'm not there. We, we're missing this. That's evidence of God's work. It is, man. I mean, it's divine revelation. Mm-hmm. I believe it is. Yep. Um, so, in that divine revelation, thank the Lord for it. Yeah. And then begin to pray, God, what might I do to use yes. the small levels of power, whatever they might be, yeah. uh, to ignite and, and be an example of that light? Yes. Um, man, and you can't, the other thing that comes to my mind too is you can't be bitter about God putting you in dark places. Yeah. Like, that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. What if God opens your eyes to your, even your Christian D group yes. or small group not yes. being deep enough? Yeah, it's a holy discontent. That's how I've heard it put. And to, for me, I I am learning to associate frustration with a prompting to pray, because I think God first gives you a holy discontent when He's saying, "I I want you to step in." Yeah. Yep. And like I mean, even as a parent, I have five children. How many times have I sat down with my kids and a dinner doesn't go ideally as I would like? <laughs> right. Or uh, a point of correction and discipline with a child doesn't mm-hmm. go as I would like. Yeah. Or their interaction that I hear with each other doesn't go. I mean, of course, they're kids. Right. It's never as I like yeah. um, or rarely as I like. Yeah. Um, I cannot be bitter yeah. in God allowing me to see that disconnect. Yes. I need to be like, God, thank you. Yeah. For allowing me to see. And I pray that you give me wisdom to speak light into yes. this that actually helps yes. put on display Christian yeah. community. Yeah. I mean, I remember the connection for me that was like I I naturally want to just address and fix the frustrations or issues that I see. But I remember the connection of the Holy Spirit just convicting me like I'm letting you see this so you can pray and have the right heart to enter into it not so you can just you know go yeah. and storm it or freak out about it or yeah. whatever or complain yeah you know we complain about the mission field you know man you know and that's right complain about the mission field that's a hundred percent right um god allows us to see a mission mm-hmm. field and then we're mad at him right for putting yeah. us in a mission field yeah. where his light needs to be now uh the other thing that comes to my mind too is we are when Jesus over and over and over and over again, follow me, follow me, mm-hmm. follow me. You know, what is what is that beginning? I will make you fishers of men. Right. You know, like all of this this Jesus movement that turned from a dozen to hundreds to thousands to millions to billions. Um, this Jesus yep. movement really begins with the words, follow me. Mm-hmm. And so you cannot, we cannot overlook just the sheer simple modeling. Yeah. And in our modern day and age, and not just our modern day and age, but especially now, we like to see the dissonance yeah. and we like to go, you're wrong, they're wrong, we're wrong. We, we, it's like we don't model right. right, we just shine light on wrong. Right. And so you can go into a small group or you can sit down with your family and go, you know, child, you're bad because you did A, B, yeah. and C. Right. Um, you know, small group, we're not very deep and we're right. not very trans. And then by the time you're done shining light <laughs> on all the brokenness, really what you've done is just embittered and confused a ton of people. Yeah. And you've made everybody defensive. Yeah. 
Yeah, bon- that's what you end up doing. The way Bonhoeffer talks about it is like you get a wish dream of how your community should be, and you become an accuser of the brothers. That's right, and <laughs> which is like no. That's right, and you can't do that. So yeah. you don't walk into a small group that's not deep enough. I'm doing that right. in air quotes. You don't walk into a small group or with your kids or a dinner that's yeah. not deep enough, and and then just become harsh accuser of the right. immature. Right. What you do is you do what Jesus did. Yeah. Say, follow me, and you model it. Yep, you take another step of vulnerability. You take another step that might be a bit awkward. Right. So (laughs) when everybody's talking about the Colts, you don't go home and go, what's wrong with all those people? Right. When the conversation gets to you, you go, man, I'm really struggling with, and you take that step of vulnerability. Even if you recognize that people will think it's weird, that's okay. That's right. You are (laughs) supposed to be the light. Yes, in the darkness. Yes. Okay. Can I, uh, I'm an encourager by, by nature. So can I just give a word of encouragement? Uh, we were praying as a team this morning for, mm-hmm. for the church and for people yeah. in the church. And a word phrase just came to my mind um, that I, I feel like is happening to so many people right now. And that's learned helplessness, that we have this idea that there is nothing we can do um, because maybe we haven't seen it modeled. And I I'm just, I don't know, fired up today that we are God's people. You know, we were created in the image of God to be just beautiful and glorious and in connection with God and in connection with other people and loving people. So it's like God empowers us to do such wonderful things and to be um, light in the world truly, and we can do it. But sometimes there is this, what I would call a stronghold of the culture, a vacuum, a pull, a gravitational pull of the culture that says, you know, you really can't change it. Just keep it the way it is, like, or yeah. be frustrated about it, but there's nothing you can do. And I just want to say, like, we can be a huge yeah. difference. We can change cultures. We can, you know, break family generational cycles. Like, we we can do that, and God is with us to help us. You know, um, you, you think of just our culture. We, we say versus be, embodying. Right. So, like, talk about it versus embody it. Yeah. Say it versus be it. Right. Uh, we do live in a culture where... I've heard it called uh, social justice warriors. <laughs> yeah, you know, so they're on blogs, they're on Facebook, they're on, and they're just spouting yeah. social yeah. justice things. Yep. So they say, 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 say. They just aren't being right. They're being. I mean, yeah. You you gotta you gotta embody it. Yes, and you can. Yep. You have to embody it. Yes. You can't just say it. And so yeah. I get it. The, um, in our modern world, we think that just saying it is enough. Social media, yeah. blogs, even the school yeah. classroom, just acknowledging that you see it is not the same as embodying yes. being the light. And yeah, you have right. to embody it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think um, just a very practical thing is the gap between what we see should be and what we recognize is right now. I believe that is prayer. So it's like, God, I just, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I see that it needs to help me, help me to live differently. Give me the courage that I don't have. In the Bible, the the Holy Spirit filling someone is always connected with boldness. You know, boldness of speech, boldness of witnessing, boldness for them to step out. And the Spirit still fills us for boldness today. Man, okay, and I think too... Uh, the whole say and be versus like talk about or embody it. Uh, you just, you, you move from accuser of the brethren yeah. to use Bonhoeffer's language. Yes. You move from accuser of the brethren uh, to actual agent of yeah, healing and hope of the brethren. Yeah. Uh, by, yeah. by modeling. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta model it. Yes. Um, 
there's no other way. And I, and I do think even in a lot of modern churches, pastors can even slip into this where they're yeah. just mad. Yeah. They're mad that the church isn't what they want it to be, yes. that their people aren't what that your small yes. group isn't what you want it to be. Yeah. And you can't just say, you got to model, I got to model this in how I love people, how I yes. love my own children. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this embodiment and it goes back to that first John text, you know, first John three sixteen through 18, the very last part of this. Mm. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against mm-hmm. him, how does God's love abide in him? Embody, embody, embody. Right. Verse 18, he calls us little children. Yeah. You know, kids, you kids. So you're so <laughs> smart. You see the problem. Oh, yeah. congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You see the problem. Uh, and then it says, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so there is this, you know, kind of like a bicycle, two pedals. Yes. I mean, God allows you to know and see the word, yep. the truth. Yep. But then the other pedal is you got to do it and embody yes. it. Yep. Isn't it just like the enemy, though, as God makes us aware of something? The enemy wants to steal all of that energy. And instead of directing it towards you know, living a an example of what is good and helping to bring healthy change. He wants to direct it towards accusation, frustration, so that we actually contribute to the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the enemy can use the revelation of God yes. to see darkness, yeah. not as a awesome opportunity to be light, yeah. but as a place to embitter your heart and yeah. make you an accuser of the brother, yeah. which is Bonhoeffer's Life Together right. idea. You know, so we, it just great makes book. our, yeah, it is a great <laughs> book. And so I, I think in that, man, my first, if I'm kind of summing these up, the mm-hmm. first one is thank God that he opened your eyes to see yeah. the places of darkness, mm-hmm. whether it's, I wish that we could crank up the light in my small group. Mm-hmm. I wish we could crank up the light in my Sunday school class. Yeah. I wish we could crank up the light um, in my school lunchroom as a yeah. high school student. Yeah. Uh, thank the Lord for opening your eyes. Yeah. I think it's worth it to explicitly say, um, I've heard so many people talk about like, man, I wish God would speak to me and and um, just f- a, a felt need of like wanting contact with God. And uh, I remember you were saying a while ago, you were talking to one of your daughters about the voice of God and you said like, have you ever felt conviction or known something yeah. was wrong? You know, that that's yeah. the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Yeah. I think it's awesome to just recognize that it is the Holy Spirit speaking to you and leading you when you recognize these places of dissonance. That is him speaking to you. Yeah, that's right. That's revelation. Yeah, which um, is amazing. And that's so scriptural too. I mean, like yeah. the the uh, the the greatest, most terrifying, greatest, most terrifying, the thing that scares me the most is the text that talks about God just letting us go into our darkness. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, what? Wh- yeah. How awful would it be um, to not even know the light? Right. And so God has allowed you to see yes. the dissonance. Thank yeah. him for that. Yes. You know, don't let the enemy steal that awareness and turn it into a place of embittered heart, yes. critical spirit, yes. accuser of the brethren. That's right. Right. And so the first thing is thank God for opening your eyes. Yep. He is speaking to you. He I is. like that. Yeah. And the second thing that we have to do is there has to be an embodying as opposed to an accusing. Yeah. So instead of just living and accusing with a critical yeah. heart, shift to embodying and modeling that. Yes. Um, and you do that by using the places of power yes. yep. that God has given you as small as they might be. Yeah. Um, what are the, you know, the power that you have is to go yes. sit at a table with somebody that's yeah. alone. 
the power that you have is to text somebody an yep. encouraging word, yep. um, or the power to rewrite an organization's mission statement. Wherever yes. you're at, in the in there. yeah, that's right. And and to even make that uh, more personal, it's like as God our Father has spoken to us, what we would say in worship is like it's revelation and response. When God speaks, we need to respond to Him. You know, we yeah. don't just like leave Him hanging or be like, okay, we respond and say, okay. I, I see what you're saying, and I want to step in, and that's where we ask for help. Like, God, help me uh, to do it well. Help me have courage. Help me to know what I need to know, see what I need to see, even have wisdom that I couldn't even have. Right. The Bible says when we ask for wisdom, he gives freely. I right. ask, I'm going to say every day, right. God, give me wisdom for this because, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it without it. That's right. And he will. And he will. That's right. Yeah. So. Pray, God, continue to open my eyes. Continue to let me see places where you want me to be light. Yeah. Help me not to hate the mission field. That's right. But be grateful that you see me as worthy to be yes. called into this small group, yeah. into this D group, yeah. into this workplace, into this high school lunchroom, right. wherever you're at. Thank yep. you, God, that you allow me to see yep. it. Model right behavior, That's even right. at the cost of your pride, mm. uh, popularity, yeah. whatever it might be, um, even vulnerability. Like, yeah. I'm afraid people might look down on me. Right. Um, model it. Uh, and then use, of course, that ties into use your places of power. Yeah. I, then I would say, too, expect the world to be worldly. Yeah. Um, expect yeah. to be made fun of. Yep. Or picked on or misunderstood. Yeah. And when, when not if, yep. when that happens, <laughs> repeat. Yeah. Model it. Use your power to show and model That's the love right. of God. And expect them not always to yeah. respond right. And you repeat, repeat, yeah. repeat that over yeah. and over and over again. I think again. one of the ways uh, Jesus maybe said it, you can correct me if I'm messing this up, but I think it was like you're talking about citizenship. He was saying you are foreigners and aliens. Yeah, that yeah that's there right. Is a de- there's a certain way we are to actually not fit in. Yeah, we are not of this world. Right. Is literally the way one and of so the it's like, it's yeah. almost, for me, who's like kind of a naturally a people pleaser, I'm like, dang, I got to be okay with being a bit different, being yeah. a bit awkward, being alien to right. the yep. culture around, to the gravitational yeah. pull around. One of my mentors, uh, Russell Johnson, if you ever listen to this, I love you. I <laughs> loved working for you. Um, he used to, he had always these really great, he's an older guy now, uh, but he had all these really great simple axioms. Yeah. And he would say, Mike, you're just working for the applause of the nail scarred hands. That's right. Not public That's right. approval, just the applause yeah. of the nail scarred hands. Yeah. And so that, and then I just, even ending with this John 13, 34 through 35, mm-hmm. like back to this text, a new command, mm-hmm. a command from Christ, Right. a new command from Christ. I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. Mm. You also are to love one another. Right. So vulnerability, right. modeling. Yeah. Vulnerability modeling over and over and over and over and over again. Yep. Expect them not always to respond right. Yep. You know, the, he literally says the world will hate you because yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, but you keep doing that, and the ones that are called will be called out. Yeah. Um, and then thirty-five. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. Yeah. There's the light. Yep. In the darkness, if you have love for one another. Right. That's it. Right. And so um, it's so simple. Yeah. That it's like complicated almost because yeah. it's so simple as so we know the kind of love that we want to receive yeah and it's basically let's let's offer that to other people commitment you know let's offer kindness and yeah. seeing people yeah um, being willing to talk to people and actually listen to them and yeah uh it's it's simple but it's it's sometimes very hard to do yeah that's right and so i just i would i mean i don't know man even 
closing with prayer, just even thinking that uh, for those that feel and sense that dissonance, mm-hmm. dissonance, praise be to God yes. uh, that he opens your eyes. He's speaking to us. And that's right. And I want to pray that God would soften your heart for the brethren, mm-hmm. not become the accuser. Yeah. By the way, there is an embodied accuser right. of the brethren of things they've really done wrong right. in the Bible. It's literally the Satan. Yep. Um, and That's so tough. somehow in your heart, you have to shift from accuser to rescuer right. of the people that are lost in the brokenness. Right. Right. And that's through prayer. It is. It really is. Because like we, we just don't have the wisdom to know those moments, to discern those moments without um, praying and without other believers helping us. Yeah. We do that in community. Man, God save us, save us. Um, <laughs> true. All right, let me, anything else that you have? Man, no, it's just good. It's yeah. good. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. I thank you so much for these people. I pray, God, in your name uh, that we that you would continue to open our eyes mm-hmm. to the places of dissonance. And, uh, you know, the, the, the popular phrase now is be a non-anxious presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I pray for that. I pray that we would be a non-anxious, non-anxious clear light of your truth. Um, we do not, our security and well-being is not in the approval of men, um, but it is being faithful to you. Um, I pray that you would help us to love our mission field mm-hmm. and not become critical of it or just an accuser of the brethren uh, like Satan does. I pray that we would become a modeler of what's right and that you would just continue to show us where there's dissonance and then by prayer have our hearts before the people to model what right behavior is and we just keep shining the light in the darkness over and over and over again. Uh, I love you, Lord. Thank you for working in our hearts. Continue to draw us to you. Continue to show us where we can be light and give us the strength and ability um, to be able to do that. In your name, amen. Amen. Yeah, thanks for being a part of the podcast. You guys are awesome. Make sure to tune into the sermons and you get this kind of lockstep. Yeah, keep asking great questions. There's some good questions there people are, are asking. There are some good questions. Yeah. And I'm so sorry we can't get to them all. There were a couple other questions, uh, one in particular that was fun, but I, I can't get to them all. Uh, but please keep asking, yep. and we yep. will try to talk about the ones that are most common. Thanks. Have a great week.